Hey guys, it's Matt here. So before I throw up this episode, uh, this was our Halloween special review uh, we recorded last week when we had Bob in town, had Bob in the studio. We got a little distracted with Halloween stuff. We went up to Oakland, had a blast up there. So yeah, didn't get a chance to put this up, but uh, we got new South Park tonight. So I figured as uh, as we get hyped for it, we'll throw this one up here. We also talked about Dolomite is My Name, as well as kind of our uh, success and failures of our Rick and Cliff tour of L.A., don't forget to like and subscribe, and uh, yeah, thanks for checking it out. I'm Rick Dalton. It's my pleasure, Mr. Schwartz. Call me Miles, then. Put it there. That your son? No, it's my stunt double, Cliff Booth. <laughs> Got my knees on your, your balls here. Integrity <laughs> Farms Halloween Special, brought to you by Integrity Welcome everybody. We got a very special Matt and Bob's Halloween special Little today. Halloween special. Uh, for the first time ever, we are in the same room. Yes, sunny California. Welcome in, Bob Panalone. You're listening to the analysis. The first time we ever really got that in sync. <laughs> was it? <laughs> no, yeah, it was. To listen to the replay, make sure. Uh, Bob, it's you're weird t- seeing your face. I don't know how this is gonna go. I know, right? It's gonna be weird to have such because we're very close to each other. Yes, we're <laughs> using one microphone, so we're both living in the same. Uh, we're uh, to, to borrow a South Park term, almost scissoring. Right <laughs> Scissor me timbers. Timbers, Um, Bob, welcome to LA. Yeah, it's sunny every day here. Manifest Destiny. It's another day of sun. It's another day of sun. Uh, we just watched the uh, South Park episode, uh, Halloween episode. Um, you think that people ma- want to hear about some of our California adventures? Yeah, let's do it. So we're doing the uh, the Rick and Cliff LA tour. Yes. Yeah, so you- yesterday we went to El Coyote. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bartender was could tell almost instantly that we were movie nerds because we, we were just wandering this restaurant. It's essentially just a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, it's nothing really that special. Uh, so we were wandering like weirdos, and he said, hey, I want to know where they shot the scene, and, and, and then uh, got a nice little margarita there, mm-hmm. a la mm-hmm. Rick and Cliff. And then we went down to... Moose well, the New, New Beverly is right there, yeah. uh, Quinn Tarantino's theater, so we which there. I believe doubles as the uh, the adult film uh, theater that has the premiere mm-hmm. uh, in the movie. They're like, uh, uh, what, porn houses have premieres oh so they drive past that yeah the yeah yeah okay. yeah and they wouldn't let us in because people were going there were actually watching a movie there was a movie going on the innocence a little matinee uh, and then uh, yeah we went and got a nice little uh, whiskey sour at what musso and frank's yeah Somebody's- musso and frank's it's uh early on in the film where he meets uh, al pacino i'm 15 or myself a good <laughs> which was the funny part of that movie is that he's he's sitting down for like three films yeah well he like bangs out wife goes yeah, to bed yeah. and he's watching i put on 13 fists and yeah. yeah um myself yeah. It, well yeah uh, his his, nice his little uh, scene exactly yeah so that uh showed him that and then um yeah and, it, and we talked to a waiter who had just gotten off of a cocaine binge that he <laughs> That was explain cla- to us in great detail. <clears throat> that was classic LA. Oh, yeah, first, you know, I'm in my hot tub, and uh, you know, girl comes up, and I'm I'm smoking the Philly blunt, and uh, <laughs> guy was dead on his yeah. feet. God, couldn't even. He asked us for a drink order four times, <laughs> <laughs> and then he poured himself a massive shot <laughs> yeah. after anyway, he was dumping in. So that's been our our, 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 our little uh, pre-Halloween, and and tonight obviously it's just getting into character. Yeah. Uh, 
as uh, as many of you may may not know, uh, Bob, you, you came here with a kimono and a um, flamethrower backpack, which is of course the Rick Dalton costume everyone yes. knows. Everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> not the not the one from the poster and, and and all over advertising. It's it's the deep cut from no, the end the of the deep, movie. Yeah, where where he fries the uh, the basically dead yeah, already is. woman. Yeah. Uh, and then I will be going as the classic, uh, yeah, Cliff much Booth. more recognizable Cliff Booth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the plan is to try to get out to uh, Spawn Ranch at some point. The reason why I went with the end of the movie, Rick, is because it's very clearly stated in the voiceover that he's gained fifteen pounds eating pasta in <laughs> Italy. Yeah, and I was like, well, if there's ever a Rick, Rick Dalton, I'm going to look like it's the fifteen pounds heavy. Yeah, well, we're going to bust these out later tonight, yeah. and then uh, happy gonna, Halloween. Look forward on our Instagram. And speaking of happy Halloween, Halloween special. Yeah, uh, a Halloween special, which, uh, I mean, we had a great episode last week, um, and this one was uh, a bit out there. But <laughs> so uh, the Integrity Farm stuff is just like it's 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 Randy entertaining himself. Yes. Which is, feels exactly what Matt and Trey are doing. They're and they like, said that our, myself is the target audience. Yeah. I could give a shit <laughs> what any of you like. They just they just want to do integrity the farms. The only person that's liking this is you. Yeah, <laughs> the only one that's enjoying the show is Matt and Trey. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I um, just even with the the jizz credits at the end, uh, Cameron, your roommate and, and a friend of the pod, said they're trying so hard to get. Yeah, like literally this time. <laughs> last true. last time it was canceled South Park. This they're like, fuck, let's just let's go yeah. for it. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, your your initial thoughts. Uh yeah, well it, it was a. Anytime I thought we were going to get a laugh moment, it kind of veered off into a weird the the whole thing with like the the mummy curse okay. and uh, yeah. Let's start with mummy curse. The the but I was like I like where this is going. You know. Um, Arche- archaeologist butters i'm like maybe we could get a butters episode and then yeah, i it's... thought they were almost gonna go for like a night at the museum thing when yeah the museum wakes up which i or... guess they kind of did yeah a little bit but then so this mummy terrorizes him and he gives him a fitbit and he's like already got one and the money's all pissed off and yeah so they start they set up the halloween special joke in the first moment with randy talking about how special? special but we don't we don't get the punchline until after the the mummy bit starts up. So right, right. Yeah. So we get some ghouls and ghosts and a, a mummy specifically, uh, but the Halloween special is this new weed. Yes. So that was the punchline that really was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah and, and it's special new weed. And then there's a there's another twist towards the end of the episode where none of the things are. The weed is so powerful that Randy's completion. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, Shelly has concocted some brew of uh, arsenic and Clorox and all this crap. She dumps on it and it, it fucks up the weed and well, it just makes it way, way more potent, I guess, or uh, way more almost like a psychedelic. Yeah. Right. Well, do so. The the part where he has people over and they're all smoking, they turn into these plant monsters. Did that? So that didn't happen. No, I don't know if. I don't know if people even showed up. Oh, okay. Necessarily. Yeah. I, I'm guessing they probably did. But yeah, so like the whole the the sprawling of that cuz they even show when they when they cut to reality, there's no there's no vines outside the barn. Yeah. There's no people around at all. So I'm my, I'm even questioning did anyone show up to this party yeah. at all or, or Did anyone show up and if they did, what was their experience? Did they just get yeah. sick from like the the junk that was dumped on the weed and then only Randy was getting really high. Yeah, I guess there's some questions. Or uh, were they all me. were they all that high and they were all kind of seeing the same thing together? Yeah. Um, I, I I just it's set up for a very nice reveal of 
this is all inside Randy's mind. Although, yeah. And then there's you're they're starting those callbacks throughout the you know, it's like the, the Winnie the Pooh callback was that's stupid. Yeah. And then the cow callbacks was actually just a little funnier because we happen to enjoy that yeah. that episode uh, a <laughs> oh, lot. Those cows oh, we killed. The cows. All the brains are still blown out. The one <laughs> he was riding is like in the front. Yeah. You know? The funniest part was that they were just a uh, fever dream of super high Randy yeah. and Tally. Um. <laughs> Seeing them like, we're going to survive. Harvey Weinstein's inside of me. <laughs> He's here inside of me. Didn't that remind you of um, uh, the uh, Imagination Land where um, oh, yeah. Kirk Douglas goes yeah. through the... They're raping, they're raping me and it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> yeah, so the fever dream bit was okay. Um, I guess that was the, that was the more enjoyable uh, through line plot line at least the the stuff with butters and the mummy the i mean that was obviously like thing was weird well it's supposed to it's supposed to be making fun of like crazy girlfriends right that are like ruining yeah. relationships uh-huh. and then the the guy is is to blame because yeah. yeah right did you get that i i guess that's what they're going for just yeah the the at first you're thinking this is like oh the poor butters like obviously no one's understanding but then no one's understanding that it basically is just raining shit on butters. One of those things where it's like things constantly keep happening to him. Almost like when Cartman convinced him that he was a ghost and he kept getting like <laughs> anally probed and all these experiments yeah, to right. try to like shock him of this, this, uh, the ghost visions or anything. But it was like, it was like at first it was like, Oh, but then he comes to his admission of his narcissism. And I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I just, it, it felt him. like it felt like a, um, uh, um, uh, a long-term relationship that they're hashing yeah. out some issues um yes. and I, I just didn't uh, I, I thought yeah i thought i thought they were That's gonna okay. go a different way there yeah I, yeah i just <clears throat> I, I i didn't know but but the really the best part of that that b line that b storyline was the pc principal <laughs> yeah. freaking out about the different halloween costumes in- if I see one of you girls dressed as Moana, I will freak the fuck. Moana! I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. Just how he he dials it up to ten with PC uh, Halloween costume, which is a, a great use of that because one has a fucking sombrero on. Yeah, yeah. but no, it's a perfect use of PC principle because it's yeah Halloween is the time of year. I, I saw a meme where it's like, just think, someone tonight is gonna dress up as something that's gonna ruin their career later. <laughs> <laughs> There was okay, so that's interesting because I work in an office and I run yeah. a Halloween costume contest, and I have to in, you know, if the, if the whole email that I send out about Halloween Day is in font twelve, having an appropriate Halloween costume is bolded, underlined, and in font twenty. Yeah, and it's like, please wear an appropriate costume because you're worried that someone's gonna be like, get it? I'm a Mexican. Yeah, and, right. Um, black black face. Yeah, or yeah, you know, just like just like or or just something that would be a little too sexy. You know, it's like don't wear your sexy Halloween costume to work. We kind of, you just yeah, you have right. to make sure you say it, even though everyone's probably on the same page, you make sure you say it. Well, definitely and, a workplace. It's like, uh, you gotta be more. Yeah. Cautious. But even there was uh, a couple of years ago, uh, there was a guy who showed up, um, dressed like, uh, almost, it was, um, uh, almost like a mummy, but like gold. It was like a, a like an Egyptian kind of like golden. So I didn't, there was, I don't think there was anything wrong with it, but he kind of had like painted his skin kind of almost with like a gold hue. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, I hope that people don't misinterpret this. Because the gold could have maybe looked a little bronze. But it was gold. It was oh, like gold oh no, I, I think I was the like, gold flakes, I think, yeah. Yeah, but I was just like, I was, even then I was, 
I it looks I like the Sphinx little, or something. Yeah, like he's some looking like the Sphinx. So yeah. it was totally cool. Actually, he was one of the finalists for the Halloween costume. But I was like, I was like, oh, like I hope that just anytime you're applying, yeah, right, skin toner to a, to your skin is like whoa. Just the, the cultural appropriation stuff. I mean, I just just going as a KKK person or going like going in blackface. Those are like just obvious yeah. no's. Yeah, everything else it's a little gray. Uh huh. Where you know, like a, a kid dressing up as Moana. In the school, like, like there, uh, there's some, there's some girls of color at South Park. Like, I, they could pull it off. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, shit. Uh, I, I just, it's you gotta because I remember little kids dressing as Pocahontas for Halloween back when that was really big. You dressed as Pocahontas. No, I remember little girls. Oh, that, uh, <laughs> I, what? Well, yeah, I was always Jim Carrey characters. <laughs> Every year, different one. Yeah, well, Disney's different, right? Because they kind of. They're the first ones to cult- culturally appropriate stuff, anyway, right? So, yeah. I, like Pocahontas isn't exactly a dark-skinned Native American in the Disney. Well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, times have changed. Um, yeah, I mean, what, anything else worth mentioning? I get just this felt very much like the three hundredth episode where they just kept hammering the fact that this yeah. is their Halloween special. Halloween special. No one's gonna have a Halloween special that competes with this. <laughs> yeah, it felt very self-referential and. I it made me miss something like Jack and Crack Week or yeah. So I was gonna ask. That was my next question: is where does this fall in terms of your favorite Halloween episodes? Oh, it doesn't even not even on the radar. Uh, yeah, not even close. What's your favorite one? Uh, off the one. top of my head, man. I, do you have one? Nightmare on Facetime. Oh yeah, that one's really good. Because you've got the Gangnam, yes. the, the call out of all the Gangnam styles. I love when they make fun of the 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 obvious Halloween costumes that the people who are uncreative and. Anytime I see, for example, I went to a Halloween party once with my buddy Bones. He's the least original person I know. Mm -hmm. And he dressed up as Waldo. We went to a Halloween party with 20 people at it. It was a small house party. And there was another Waldo there. (laughs) And he was like, dude, what the fuck? And I was like, well, that's what you get when you go Google most popular Halloween costume. Everyone was Waldo this one year. And like (laughs) South Park is tuned into that. Like they'll know like everyone's going as Gangnam style. So like we're just going to, we're going to make fun of it. So that was just a, a, a small joke in that. But then... The, the the allegory with Randy as uh, the, shining. the shining yeah at, at the blockbuster it was like all the all the rivers leading to the lake that so one was just... very very good uh, uh, Jack and Crack was was a good recent one I, that was a good know. recent one I some others I'm trying to think of what when, when oh, the... also that Nightmare on Facetime was Cartman as the Hulk as the Bruce Valange <laughs> oh yeah oh it's uh, so it's it's Iron Man and Thor and and Bruce Valange now I'm I'm flexing. <laughs> He's a green, fat. <laughs> obviously the Hulk. God, anytime they squeeze in a Bruce Valanche joke, it's so good. Look out, Bruce Valanche! Superheroes are fighting. Uh, when the, when the boys had to return the uh, they they had a whole um, Lord of the Rings bit, right? Oh uh, yeah. When they had to return the the uh-huh. film, the yeah the, the, the porn, the porn yeah they returned the porn. And... Was it? Was it Lord of the... Yeah, it was Lord of the Rings, because it was like gets the... obsessed, he becomes Gollum. Precious. Yeah, because yeah, they all wanted to see the, the porn. The bush, yeah. Yeah, the, oh, the bush. And then <laughs> Butters gets so... Or he's so obsessed. With yeah, becomes... Butters is a great vehicle for a Halloween. Yeah, he is. And they uh-huh. usually do really good by him. But yeah, mm-hmm. when, when he, he saw the bush, then he was obsessed with bush. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Well, then there's the old school one where, like, Kenny, they think Kenny gets pink eye, he's dead. That was, like, the 
one of the original ones. Yeah, that was season one, right? Where he's like a zombie, and they're like, oh, Kenny, do you have pink eye? And it was this whole fucking thing. Well, remember, they used to have uh, Dr. Manifesta. Manifesta. Yeah, Yeah, it was the whole, uh, the six-assed gym. Oh, yeah, the evil castle. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, well, what about our guy who made an appearance in this episode? He's been in some good Halloween ones. The, uh, oh, you don't want to go down that route. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that, that uh, route's hot. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Although that was the losing edge. That was us. That was like that skiing episode. But he's yeah. in another one where uh, I think someone's going down some road. Just, and, he's like the, the, yeah. the catalyst for something spooky. Yeah, so right. Yeah, he fits very well. Oh, I think he made an appearance in Jack and Crack, right? Where Cartman is trying oh, to get his girlfriend yeah, killed. Yeah. And he's like, let's go to the spooky area where this witch is supposed to be seen. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, I don't want to go down that route. Yeah. He, he, uh, he's, always, he's always warning people, but I like that he has a part-time job with the new group. He's got like a little... <laughs> well, did you catch his name? He had a name tag on it. Did it? Oh, uh, no. Or maybe it was look. just the science. And... I thought it just said, uh, yeah, science museum. Blah, that blah, blah. was a pretty funny bit when, when they were learning about the ancient Egyptians and the hemp. And Randy's like, wait a minute. So you're telling me that Egyptians were using hemp for hundreds of years? <laughs> this is why you wanted to take me here? You say you want to have your father, son, or daddy, daughter day. I did. I'm not. No. That's what I was just. Really think that means that he went and researched that exhibit before bringing Shelly there, yeah, to I make know, sure right? that it was going to apply into his message. Well, he, lo- he loves weed now, he knows anything about it, yeah. Um, yeah, so a fairly uh forgettable episode, kind of fun. It wasn't offensively yeah, bad, I'll say because I've been living by myself now, it was fun to watch a South Park episode with you and Kim. Yeah, it's you definitely better to watch it. I don't know if I would have laughed as hard if, if you guys weren't. No, I probably would have just sat there. But um, it's like stand-up, you know? It's always it's better with a crowd. Yeah. Almost any sort of comedy is. Yeah, it's tough when it's it's 10 o'clock at night and you're winding down for bed and you throw in something that's supposed to get you in the mood to laugh. And yeah. It's like they're already up against it in terms of your state of mind. Mm-hmm. State of mind in comedy is really critical. That's right. why they don't start stand-up in the middle of the day. Because no, who wants to laugh when it's Sunday? Yeah, you know? so when you get a few drinks in you, yeah, and you drinks, a few people have bombed yeah. in front of you, sometimes yeah. hilariously. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a couple of drinks like yeah mindset is it's critical in terms of the experience and so i mean we were watching this in the middle of the day on halloween but hey. know, i thought it was fun yeah yeah it was fine uh what's your grade i mean c plus yeah we're in the c yeah it wasn't as good as last week's episode last or week, not that? last week's because we, we week, the last episode two weeks, two weeks ago yeah it was an a yeah. for us yeah we were a, I think a, that's probably going to be the gold standard this season. And then it was. this was definitely the second best of the season. Because we started off with some duds. We did not get the Goo Man. Um, I guess they probably took a week off for uh, Halloween. That would have been a good uh, Halloween costume concept. One person is Daniel Plainview and the other one is H.W. <laughs> you like milkshake. Yeah, exactly. Nice little bit. Like some plot H.W. No one would get it. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, that's seven years too old, and nobody really watches South Park. I mean, even last year, uh, I was amazed at the the two people that got my uh, Randy. The Integrity Farms. Farms Randy. It was out of its time. Now they did a whole season on it. Yeah. Um, but uh, And then we watched Dolomite Is My Name. You want to get into that real quick? Put some weight on it. Put your weight on Put it. Put your weight on it. So, yeah, Eddie Murphy, new movie. It's actually getting a lot of buzz. People Oscar buzz, about, yeah. yeah. People are talking about Eddie Murphy possibly making another run oscar season and, and he's really starting to lean in a little more to the campaign it feels i think he's one of the uh, he's he's hosting snl right around it was a big announcement right, right around yeah. oscar season and i think that's he's trying to generate some 
Dolomite. I mean, because he's had nothing to do with SNL ever since they kind of like. Didn't David yeah, he hasn't Spade do a bit on him a long time ago? Was it? It was David Spade. That... Somebody like ragged on him in a Weekend Update, and they're like, and he he was like really mad about it. Yeah. He um, seems like a guy. The ego is very important. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the respect to his name. Uh, how do you think he did in the movie? I thought it was nice. Uh, there was multiple times where I was like, hasn't he already made a movie about making a shitty movie called Bowfinger? And it really felt like Disaster Artist meets Bowfinger meets the seventies. Yeah exploitation. um but wasn't that more of a uh uh wild and oh god steve marvin yeah steve yeah martin? yeah but it was you know it was the, the the charm of it was these and and it's the same it's the same central themes that exist in, in all three films where it's it's the some of them are more wacky than others but it's this this ambition and creative drive despite what your whatever your resources are these are artists and they're creating and there's this drive to get your material out in whatever way you can yeah i mean and, i didn't know anything about this this stand-up uh, guy no i knew nothing about what rudy ray rudy ray Moore. more yeah I, I mean i'd never heard of dolomite or anything um so yeah it's kind of a, a fun little and then we, we were very surprised at the end of the movie when there was there was those those like kind of placards at the end of the movie talking about how a lot of 80s rappers said that dolomite was yeah they consider him from... the grandfather of rap yeah because like, really? uh the he he told jokes in a rhythmic rhyming yeah stanza so yeah it was it was very i just i think for me and i enjoyed the movie that first act was kind of interesting and then when it came to the negotiation for the movie production i think mm-hmm. that's when the movie kind of stalls out a little bit and then when they actually start making it's actually the, movie, the part i fell asleep yeah yeah i think matt actually fell asleep for the 25 minutes where he was <laughs> acquiring the space and hiring uh wesley snipes and, and yeah. hiring keegan michael key i think you missed all of that yeah i i mean i which is kind of funny that i was the, that was the low part but um it, it is good to get the backstory the beginning like yeah, where the guy the came act. from and uh-huh. how he created the act he you know stole it from a bunch of bums uh-huh. who had these these ridiculous stories and they kind of combined it into one character i got some pink. money and i got some hooch who wants to tell me some stories yeah <laughs> yeah Dolomite's my name, and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. It's a perfect vehicle for Eddie Murphy. Yo, yeah, it's It's like It's some of Eddie Murphy, it's like right in his, but perfect for his wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. So I can see why he'd be interested in the project. And now he's doing, he's doing like Coming to America 2. You know, he's hosting SNL, he's back. He's doing a Netflix stand-up special, right? Oh, is he? I think so. He was on Comedians in Cars, too. He was. And I I thought actually his, his, uh, his bit was pretty fun. I thought him and Jerry were. were yeah, that was that was one of the good ones because that the past season wasn't that great. The part that really cracked me up was when him and Jerry were driving around and they they passed a billboard and he's like, "It's he's like, you know, it's always sad when the movie comes out and it bombs, but the billboard's still up." Yeah, and it's you like, and he does that the big Eddie Murphy smile, but it's you like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this billboard of this movie that's completely took a shit. Yeah, that is really funny. Like, that's happened to me a few times, <laughs> and I think they also were the ones that were talking about like you never want to be in the banner at the bottom of a TV uh, of a TV station. Eddie like, Murphy arrested for yeah. uh, drunken disorderly. Yeah. Anyway, having but, sex with minors. Yeah, they were. Uh, it's pretty funny. But, um. Anyway, I, back to Dolomite. I did love. So whenever we get a chance to see what they have filmed, um, as in you see the film footage, I thought that was really fun. Like the making of and behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, during the credits, and you actually see. The, the actual Rudy Ray, like, in this shitty kung fu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quiet, man. I'm trying to learn this kung fu. 
Yeah, I actually was trying to find the the actual sex scene, the put your weight on it sex put scene. Put your weight on uh, it. And I, I, I typed in original uh, Dolomite sex scene, and it basically just made me go to Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> there was no, like, easy way As, to find Yeah, it. there's... Gosh, yeah. So uh, I was away. like, well, I guess I'm going to Pornhub right now on my brother's couch. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, but the, the put your weight on it is something we've been saying for a few days now. There's a sex scene in the, in the film Dolomite, films yeah um where he's having sex with this woman he's nervous about it his body's not really in good shape and uh his his kind of co-partner is like uh well why don't you just make it funny so then like he's like fucking this chick yeah they call the fucknado the fucknado and they're like all all the the things on the wall that the mirrors on the wall they're all moving around and the 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 roof caves in on her and then that blows up and yeah there's all those pyrotechnics and the, the chandeliers bouncing up and down but during all the while eddie murphy's just laying on his back going put your weight on it put, <laughs> put your, your weight on, on it which i guess isn't wasn't in the original scene not the one that i saw but, <laughs> yeah I don't know, maybe it was in the outtakes on the edited room for but yeah i mean just kind of kind of a fun movie and who's the dude from the wire who plays basically a homeless guy in it he that wasn't him the the guy that played bubbles yeah bubbles i'm pretty that sure that, that was that wasn't bubbles i mean uh, we could or maybe look it, it was the maybe it was the dude from that played the i think he was the grandfather in this is us that's a different guy yeah oh, okay but he also played kind of like a he looked like bomb. a bubbles character I, i'm pretty sure it's not the no, same it was actor the, it was the it was the grand sterling k brown's father in this is us was oh, okay. the dude that played uh the, the rapping bum yeah that, oh okay um whatever his name was but uh, de- uh, probably definitely worthwhile. Rico. Rico. Yeah, Rico. Definitely worthwhile, especially for a Netflix movie yeah, watch. Free. Yeah. It's, there's low buy-in. It's it's fun. Uh, I've seen a lot of people like just really positive about it on online and on on Facebook. Have you kind of seen anyone or heard anybody talking about this? No, I I haven't. But I, I could definitely see it. You know, regaining the cult status that the original movie and character had. I mean, in terms of quotability, yeah. it's funny and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Murphy could I I mean it's gonna be a stacked Oscar cat race for best actor best supporting and yeah a lot of them haven't even come out yet uh, but yeah you're already kind of starting to, to see Liam it. Defoe you got Leo you got Brad maybe you got uh-huh. um Adam Driver Marriage Story I mean yeah, it's gonna yeah. be tough for Eddie Murphy to get nominated to crack it yeah but yeah I and you just you don't know how the people and the, the award season is going to respond to netflix because it's a very hot topic right now so i mean i was there something performance wise where you were really blown away no i i honestly wasn't i was just like glad to see kind of a the movie become really fun towards like in the the second or third acts or the yeah yeah the final third of the movie i thought was great i thought the performance was nice but i don't i don't know if there's a ton of achievement in it wesley snipes was having a good time yeah he's back too nice little uh coming back I, I did say this while we were down lunch yesterday, but it was funny to me that uh, Rudy Ray Moore's journey to to his position in Hollywood is almost op- complete opposite of Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Eddie Murphy was seventeen or eighteen, got SNL right away, uh, pretty much was a, a rocket ship of success right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, has has had a very long and, and just fantastical career, and then this, this other guy is like. Just slumming it, selling CDs out of our, <laughs> not CDs, but records out of his car. And, yep. Uh, yeah, just the, the stand up and, and nightlife circuit. Just, and finally, 
forced his way and beat down every door he could to to find success. And I think th- that's that's a that's a nice message, but it's also very different than Eddie Murphy. Who do you think's made more money in their career, uh, Dolomite or um, the Disaster Artist? Ooh, good question. Because like, I mean, I don't know how I much money he's Disaster Artist, man. Because Dol like Dol is Rudy Ray Moore even around anymore? I think to... he's died. He died yeah. recently. I, I mean, uh... but the movie made ten million dollars back in the sixties. Uh, would it's it was like a it wasn't it one of the no, number one films that year they yeah, said in the credits. So Tommy uh, Wiseau. So, it I made mean, it did make what it made ten million or something. Something like that. Tommy Wiseau. So, I mean, yeah. I think he was bankrupt and now he's kind of he's making whatever he can get on these midnight screenings around the country. I'd be interested, but I mean, like who's so worth many more... people have rented the room by now. Oh, like, yeah. he's got to be getting some sort of right. Yeah, and and then the the money that they probably paid him for his likeness for that movie. General, I I think it's got to be by now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they they're very similar, and and I wonder how Dolomite's going to. But they, they, like just culturally, it seemed like it was a bigger deal. And this movie does have some nice messages. It has nice messages about like you know this was just looking at the African American audience and representation, and it was like like there's here's there's that scene in the movie theater where it's like okay here's a, there's no movies for brothers. There's no brothers up there. And even just like the critical response, I think that was the best scene in the movie. Was when they were driving in that limousine to the premiere, and they're reading yeah, all like the that. negative responses. And Dolomite's like, "Well, black people don't like the same shit that these critics like. Yeah. These aren't black critics." And he's saying, "Like, you know, look this. This is a great example. This is uh, crude, and it's got uh, crude action, rude. crude, rude." And he was like, "That's for those. That's my target audience." Yeah, yeah. And then they pull up to the premiere and, you know, it's blow it up. And it's because, and it's like, this, like, they don't know what our people want. I'm tuned into what the people want. And, th- and, and they were able to provide it and scratch an itch and, <clears> and find some success in it. And it's like, you know, make your art and, and damn with anybody. And, and if there's a door closed, I'm going to find another door. And I think that's it, me and you, we've, we've created. I've, I've, I've produced some of my own theater sometimes. And, and you know, I'm just like, you know, I, I, I love the spirit of that. And I think it's, it's a good manifestation for it uh, in, in, through this movie. Yeah, because, you know, the African-Americans weren't really into the Jack Lemmon comedies. Yeah, there's uh, nothing for them in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some people, I'm sure. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, just, just the general audience, the nightclub audience. Man, so, uh, I mean, Medea definitely owes yeah. that guy's career. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry you. definitely owes his career to uh, Dolomite. <laughs> yeah, and um, just kind of, you're always, you always like to hear some of those first first guy ever or yeah know, no it was cool breaking. i hadn't had no uh prior knowledge about it and yeah the movie ends on a really sweet note he's entertaining everybody that's going to be sitting around for four hours waiting to yeah. see their the movie and then like that kid who was like you know this young protege super fan and yeah we really like wanted that to be like that person became tracy morgan yeah <laughs> or something like that or because the father of rap maybe it was yeah. like you know Victoria's B.I.G. Yeah, maybe it was, yeah. But yeah, you know, fun uh, fun stay so Victoria's far. Victoria's B.I.G. in Southern California when a movie <laughs> premiere comes on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, he, he is from uh, South Central. There you go. Um, all right, well, let's cut it there. Uh, thanks for... It's good to have you in the room, Bob. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely needs to be sanitized. And but it's yeah, you know, I got uh, I got the the South Park credits dripping yeah. down my walls. Let yeah. me yeah, the South Park credits. Let me tell you guys, it smells exactly like you think it smells. <laughs> so whatever you're imagining in your mind right now, like a library. Yeah, not really. 
Uh, all right, well, we're uh, going to get ready for Halloween. Uh, Rick and Cliff got to get, get in character. Uh, whiskey sour challenge tonight, of course, which means we're just going to try to drink eight whiskey sours. Seems this world. Eight whiskey sours. Happy Halloween, everybody. Bye. Look at me. I'm going to show you how it ought to be. I do.